All right, we have a little less than an hour. We're going to practice uh, our chair massage uh, in our last 30 minutes again. So you get session number two. Did you like it last night? I, I heard some of you purring. Yes, I'll give you several people to work on. <laughs> I got him on that one, didn't I? I, I heard him that back there last night. Yeah, he needs more practice. Yeah, right. <laughs> he did right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Anyway, which approach to use? Um, let's go on from there. With this in mind, there are several different and effective ways in which to use the Health Expo, depending on the cultural sensitivities and the amount of time available. And I'll give you three. The point is, when you have a set of Expo materials, the banners and what I call the starter equipment package, which comes in one little box with a body fat scale and the peak flow meter, the things that we'll be using, the things that are not common for you. We don't sell a blood pressure cuff because almost everybody has one if they want to do blood pressure. So we try to sell in that little package some things that you don't normally have. And we try to get ones that will last. You can go to Walmart and get a body fat scale a little cheaper than what we sell ours for, but it's an Omron and it's the top quality and it just lasts for years. I one time thought I was going to save money by buying Walmart, so I bought two of them, and they didn't agree with each other from the beginning. So, I, you know, I can't have one five pounds different than the other. And so I took them back, and I've stayed to either Tanita or Omron. We use the Omron in this country. We use the Tanita if you're outside the United States because it does kilograms as well as pounds, but the Omron doesn't. Uh, they're both good quality. I've used them for years. The thing of it is, uh, whether you go to a full health expo, and by the way, you can do a health expo in this room if you had to. It would be tight, but you can, you, there's room to set up all the, the banners for sure. And you, you take two banners and you put a table, either a six or eight foot table in front of it to do your blood pressures on. And, and, and so each of them, and, and all of them doesn't need a, don't need a big table. Uh, it depends on what you're doing if you need table space. Uh, like the step test, you don't really need a table for that. You need chairs for people to sit down and things like that. But if you, uh, and, and they say we're going to have three of these rooms for our expo, which is really too much, I'd be happy for two. Uh, but anyway, that's what they, they have budgeted for us. They'll open up some of these rooms a little bigger. This will be part of the health expo room that we use Sunday afternoon. But let's say that you're going to a health fair, and in a health fair, you're one of many booths, and you only get one booth. You can't put a health expo there, but you can take a few of the banners as your backdrop and do one of your screening procedures for that year's health expo, health fair, and next year do another one, like the computer health age appraisal one year and a peak flow meter another year and a step test. So you can break it up and use it in pieces you know, at different settings and, and still look very professional. Building friendships and confidence through a cycle of friendship over a period of months 
This is the most important step for us of the methods. I used to talk, I've talked with Mark Finley about the philosophy of health evangelism and, and I always remembered my first experience with him in Bucharest. I'll never forget it. It was a marvelous experience. Uh, the Finleys are wonderful people to work with. They're so dedicated. And uh, I'll never forget the feeling of walking in that palace auditorium, realizing that it had been dedicated for communism, and that was all behind now, and the people were eagerly coming. And I remember that they were going to satellite to Europe his meetings, and, and uh, Tini was going to do the health talks. They, something happened, and I ended up doing some of them. And uh, it was awesome to realize that it was going out all over that part of the world. But I'll never forget the last half hour or hour before we were to go on live. They were still on the roof. And the roof was not a flat roof. It was sort of a rounded roof. And it was dangerous. And the wind was blowing. And they had trouble getting the satellite pointed to work. And I mean, it was countdown. And it wasn't working. We were, we were all ready to go. We're on the platform. And the people, the auditorium's full. And it was just in the last two or three minutes, boing, it connected. It was ready. And the, the world didn't know how close it came to not happening. And uh, it just, it was a miracle. And in fact, before that, they had trouble even getting through customs, the uh, equipment. And that was held up. And then finally they got it, and they were rushing to get it up, you know, and, and positioned and everything. A lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that we were quite impressed with. But I've, I've talked to Mark Finley, and I said, you know, Mark, that works so well. That works so well just to have the expo the first hour, and then they stop the expo and bring it right into the meeting and, and, and hear you preach. And he says, that's right. You can do that in Romania. You can do that in the Philippines. You can do that in India. But in a Western country, he says, it works. It looks like it works in that the people many of them will come into the other auditorium. But after a night or two, you don't see him anymore. And he says, the best I can find, as I've analyzed it, he said, was that in their mind, they came for a health screening program. And they may or may not feel tricked, but they don't feel at home, or whatever it is. And they, or they're just not interested yet, or they don't trust us. Who knows the reasons altogether, but they often don't stay. And so if you try to build a series of meetings on that premise, it's not so good. Now, we do health expos in conjunction with the evangelistic meeting, and I've done it for him several times in this country, but it's after he's been working that community through the church's organization for a year. And it's just the end of the cycle, not the beginning of the cycle. Does that make sense? Okay. So, but there is the direct approach for cultures that are more open spiritually and physical concepts mingle together from the beginning. We did that in Dominican Republic. We do that in Haiti. We would do that in Honduras. Uh, the people are more open. And then conducting short one day or one event programs is also a possibility. Those are just some of them. Like I say, there's just innumerable ways to use these materials once you have them.
the cycle of friendship. The Health Expo is an opportunity to come in contact with many people with problems. Many will receive immediate benefits from putting into practice what they have learned at the Expo, but others, the Expo may be the beginning of a process of a cycle of friendship. Some people will come the first time and they just, they just click and they, they identify and, they, and they, they adopt a number of things that you're teaching them. But most people, they really benefit by coming back. And they, please. yes. So what's the difference between a, an expo and a healthcare? Well, to some people, they're the same. Technically, what I've learned is, is that a health fair is usually something that the county sponsors, that I'm familiar with, at least in our country. The county sponsors what they call a health fair. And it can be from how to milk a cow, you know, and, and, and contests for for animal husbandry and, and, and the best canned peaches and, 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 and lots of different booths and, and, uh, and popcorn and, and cotton candy and the circuses on this corner. That's can be, that can be sometimes a health fair or the county fair. And usually in those settings, everybody gets a 10 foot square booth, just one little booth for one table to set up and share something that you're doing. So and that's what I call a health fair, where you just have that one place. So therefore, you can't set up all the stations. But a health expo has at least eight tables, at least eight stations, which would never fit in one booth, right? And there, people come in and they go through each station uh, progressively learning about their health. You'll see that uh, it described in just a moment. That gives you a little bit, of it, but it's a good question. Uh huh. It is confusing. Yes. Okay. A health expo is a standalone. It's our own program we're offering to the community. That's a good point. Whereas the health fair, you're part of another group. Uh huh. A wider, uh huh. could have a book table. You can have a book table and things. Yeah. See, there's just lots of innovative things you can do. And then we encourage that. The only thing I don't encourage is to be careful of certain folks that are selling things that I wouldn't be comfortable having in my expo. If someone's promoting some, some form of water that bubbles and fizzes and cures everything, I don't, I don't welcome that. I just say, I'm sorry. But we're, we're not here for, for commercial uh, promotions. We're here, we're here as a public service. Well, my water's a public service. Yeah, I know, but your card's there and, and, your, and your contract, you know, whatever. 
So there's a limit in that sense. But otherwise, we try to open it up as much as we can. Now, if I have a dermatologist come and uh, other health professionals and they want to leave their card, I don't object to that. I realize that they may get business from that. That's not really why we're there. But I can't see inviting them to come and ask them to hide their identity. So in that case, but if, if they were selling just products, then I'm hesitant to do it at a free health expo. All right, so this cycle of friendship is something we want to explore a little bit more. Health expos can be organized as the first in a series of programs that will address the various aspects of health. And here's what it could look like. Let's just look at it visually now. So health expo is number one. How does it fit as number one rather than say number three? Would it matter? I think it does. So I'll take a minute to explain this to you. If I'm running a depression seminar, it's set up, the one that I use, the model that I use from uh, Dr. Nedley's program, it takes eight sessions. It's once a week for eight weeks. It's a tremendous program. Now remember, how we're trying to reach the public and they know almost always that we're Seventh-day Adventists. They're Baptist or Church of Christ or Catholic or atheist and they have certain opinions about Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses and Adventists. And so it's not easy for them necessarily to want to sign up for an eight-week program with the Jehovah Witnesses. I'm saying it that way so you understand. You, if you don't do it that way, you, just, you don't realize what we're saying, that that's how it looks to some people when we're the ones sponsoring the program. Now, I don't mean that I have a bad opinion of ourselves or I'm ashamed of it. I'm not. But I'm just thinking, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Would, they, would I commit to that kind of a program if the Jehovah Witnesses were running it. I'm not trying to, I'm just using them as an example, not to be negative. That's eight weeks. If you do reversing diabetes and you follow Lifestyle Center of America's program, it's 16 sessions. Now I find that to be too many. I cut it in half. I double the sessions and, and do it quicker. It's just hard to keep people, that's just an incidental point. But my point is, these take time. It's a lot to ask somebody. Even a nutrition class is usually more than one session. But the health expo can be just one. It's a, it, and, and this what is at uh, 7 o'clock at night at a certain place you know, every week, where this one is all afternoon or all day on a given day and no appointment needed. Do you see the difference? It feels, it feels not binding. You just drop in any time. The paper says, no appointment needed. We're here from 9 till 5 or whatever, all right? That's where you're just using it to fish and get acquainted and get started with people. Give them plenty of time to come. Uh, I told you one time we did it very successfully, 11 o'clock Sunday afternoon to 3. That was adequate because in our town, they go back to church Sunday evening. So I didn't want to do anything that looked like we were going to interfere with the church schedule. So 11 o'clock, I tell you, I'm, I'm amazed. Um, we're so fortunate in our church. Maybe you don't feel like it if you're in the pew. But some of us, when we preach and are a little long-winded, 
you can get away with it in the Adventist church to some degree, but you don't in other churches. I mean, to tell you, if it's 11.30 in churches and over in a lot of our local churches, they're mad. <laughs> the preacher's in trouble. They started, you know, they, did, they just, he has just so long and that's it. And they're, they're ready to head for the, they love to head out for the restaurants. It's interesting. Anyway, so uh, the Health Expo is a drop-in event. You do not need an appointment. You can just come and go through the expo at your leisure. It's there that they see that whoever Adventists are, we don't really have horns, and we don't look weird, and we, we seem pretty friendly. And remember, who's working with you in the expo? The Lord is working, the Holy Spirit. And we're told that when people come to know us and they see our health programs, the Holy Spirit suggests to them, and you don't know what's happening, except we're told it does happen, that these people are so reasonable about their health that maybe they are reasonable about their theology. That's the Holy Spirit's doings, you see? So you're providing the atmosphere for them to enjoy their program, and that's when you sign them up at the health, at the health age appraisal for the following programs. If you buy the, the, the whole kit from us and the starter equipment package, you get the Discover Your Health Age computer program for screening people. We'll be doing that tomorrow afternoon, so you'll see it in action before, uh, at that time. Then you are ready with your calendar for the whole year, and you know that you're going to run certain programs. It doesn't have to be these. And, and then maybe transition to those. Uh, this is kind of a model that we used with Mark Finley in Chattanooga a couple of years ago. He's been to Chattanooga a couple of times to do major series. Uh, he did one with uh, Dr. Hazel on archaeology. The two of them did it together. And of course, who do you think did this one? Teeny Finley does that one. They get the churches to do to sponsor different programs as well as home Bible studies, things like that. And uh, uh, and then I, I did this one for him. I organized four simultaneous health expos in the Chattanooga area, in the, in the African-American areas, in, in the Hispanic areas, and wherever we could throughout the town. We did one in our restaurant downtown in, in Chattanooga. We tried to get different parts of the community and got the local churches to run the expos. It's a nice way to cooperate together. And we did four simultaneous expos and then signed people up for follow-up classes that eventually transitioned to these so that they would get to know the evangelist himself in, in this setting and then come on into the uh, convention center for the evangelistic series. And then, since this went on for all year, uh, and this had been well over with for a period of time, then we brought the expo back again when the evangelistic series started. I ran the health expo in the convention center in just a little corner to, again, attract people to come that maybe hadn't been involved in it before and just 
try to fish a few people more that would come and then go into the evangelistic meeting also. So that's kind of the model that you can experiment with and put in here. You know, you got to do what, you're, what you have people to do it with. Now, the thing about uh, the Nedley program here or the Lifestyle Center of America reversing diabetes program, those two that I'm familiar with, is that they both have video production, they have video presenters, so you just put the DVD in, or you can do it in PowerPoint. Dr. Nedley supplies the PowerPoint slides in case you want to do the lectures yourself. Just make sure you have someone who's good at doing it, that's all. If they're just reading the notes, you know, that could be discouraging. I, I like to do health lectures. I am comfortable with health lectures. That's where I that feel comfortable. But I don't do those because, the, those particular ones, even though I could, I like the, Dr. Nedley is so comfortable with what he's presenting in depression recovery. He knows it so well as an internist. How could I do any well, how could I do as well? Because I'm not a practicing physician. I don't practice medicine. I'm a health educator. So he comes across with a credibility that people are just wowed with. I'm telling you, they just really feel that what he says is so sensible. It's so, it's so backed up by science. It's not heavy-handed stuff. It's not complicated. But he takes it piece by piece and explains how depression works and how melatonin works and how diet interacts with it and your exercise. And, and he just, when you get done, you say, I never realized how these things interact with each other. And he has the 10 hits, you know, that, that if you get four or more, you've got major depression. And, you know, whether it's genetics or lifestyle. And, it, you, and you learn these different things. You've got a nice workbook that goes with it. And uh, now they would, they would suggest you charge, uh, just to, to parenthetic for, for you, parenthetically, they would suggest you charge I think it's $125 so you can give them the textbook, the workbook, SOS book, and uh, Telling Yourself the Truth book, and a few other things. My community can't afford that. I wouldn't have hardly anybody coming. And so what we do is we do it for free. Uh, on a, it says free, donation basis. And we only require that they have the workbook, which is $20. And we tell them when they come. We give everybody a workbook. And we say, folk, we told you this was a free program. We also said in the advertising, it's, uh, donations are welcome. We want you to have the workbook. You need the workbook to take the class. If you can cover the $20, fine. If you can't, you're still yours. We've never come short. People, and, and we let them donate every time they come. So people give much more sometimes than the $20. So it's not a problem. And then we say, now we have the textbook, and we have the SOS, and we have telling yourself the truth, and we have the classical music that he says is good for you. Those are extra. If you want those, the ladies have those. You can purchase them for cost. We make no profit. We get them off of Amazon.com. If we get some of them used, we'll pass them on to you for a few dollars. You know, whatever we pay for them, you can have them for. We're not here to make money. They believe you. They, they appreciate it. I'm just giving you a little tip how we do it, because you're all worried about you don't have enough money, right? Your church doesn't have very much money. Well, that's why I've tried to find ways to do it for next to nothing, and it works. So I, don't, I, I rarely bother my church for a budget. I just pretty much self-supporting. It works. 
So the initial investment in the banners, you may need to get some help. And, and you know, don't be limited. Don't get discouraged if you go to your church and, and they say, we don't have that much money to buy a set of banners, sorry. Well, I would say, well, how much money do we have? Take something, you know, get them to, get them, well, can you at least do $500? I mean, get them to do something. And then don't say, oh, but I don't have the rest, so how am I going to get them? There may be a few people in the church, you pray about it, there may be a few people in the church you could actually go to privately and say, look it, I've already got 500, I need this much more. I'm not going to go into the exact price of what the banners are until tomorrow. But, you know, I, I want to get these banners, here's what they look like, show them the brochure, and say, could you help donate specially just for this? Turn it into the church, but mark it for Health Expo. And just go to a few people. Please don't just put your mind closed. Well, the brethren didn't approve it, so I can't have them. You'll never finish the work that way. Get bold and go and ask somebody if they would work with you. Take some of your own money, even if it's not very much, and say, I'm going to put in some. The church did agree to put in this much. Could you match that? Try it. I'm not a fundraiser. I hate to ask for money, just like I'm sure you're the same. We don't like to do that, but you're not asking for you. You're asking for an investment of a set of materials that will last you at least a decade if you take care of them. They're good, strong materials and beautiful. And, and get equipped. And once you have your banners and your screening equipment package, you're prepared to be able to do program after program. I mean, even if I do a cooking class, I'm going to put up my health banners in the background just to give some more quality and prettiness to the auditorium, you know, and, and, and keep emphasizing the importance of these materials and uh, the concepts in them. All right. Any questions now about the cycle of friendship or what I've just commented on? Yes. Back here first. Archaeology. Well, I've never done that one. That's Mark Finley. And, and I don't know if there's something available that you can get, but they, they talk about, it's, it's a transitional thing, see? It's not an evangelistic topic, but it, it, it kind of moves from the health over to interesting findings that help to verify the, 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 the dependability of the Bible, things like that. Creation and evolution would be a transition one that could be used in here. Thank you. Someone over here. Yes. With the cycle, how often would you suggest that we About every four to six weeks, if you could have a program. Uh, in, our, in our community right now, we have every month, we have one program we call Healthy Choices, the Healthy Choices Club. And uh, my wife's leading out with that. And that is where they come and, and they do some hands-on cooking. We've tried for a while this year to do alternate. We did one month every time we had food. But one of the months, I would take a, a, a major part of it and do a health lecture for them. And they really like it. They like that very much. They like the interaction. They can ask me questions afterwards. But I am just, there's just too much going on. And then I'm starting this depression recovery program every week, and so I said, Phoebe, I just can't give them a fresh health talk every time as well, and let's just do the cooking period. And they liked that too, so they didn't mind. 
And so now she's just taking the whole evening and it's not rushed that way and so she can uh, have them come. So they're coming every month for that, uh, the Healthy Options class. And now if they want to also come on, on Monday nights, they can come on a weekly basis for the depression recovery. Thank you. The depression recovery, you mean how many weeks? It's eight, eight times once a week for an hour and a half. We do it from 6 to 7.30. Okay. Anyone else? All right. I let the time get away. We were going to do the massage, so let's do that. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com. Or, if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.